the music of Canaan Rint's Sound of Play 166.
As an omnipotent urban planner in SimCity 3000, I felt like the OST aimed to keep a steady tempo with a fairly inoffensive tone to not disrupt the never-ending workflow required of the player, but Magic City broke through many unobtrusive tracks and stood out with a hard-to-define sense of optimism. The track could have easily found itself in a cheesy but charming advertisement of real-life American town, where its uplifting tones were the backdrop to a well-tanned retiree joyfully claiming their town receives as much annual sunshine as Southern California. Zooming right into the map's maximum level, you could even sense the Sims were working along industriously to this tune. Magic City certainly injected more purpose into what I was creating, which, in the end, should be the primary goal of all video game music, and Jerry Martin certainly succeeds with that, I think. Every Wednesday in Sound of Play, we bring you some of our and your favorite pieces from the mini video game soundtracks that we've enjoyed over the decades. <laughs> Almost forgot the last part there. Joining me, Ryan Heyman, in Sound of Play 166 is nobody. Sorry, I know that uh, Leon just did a request show last time, last week. And uh, here I am again. Um, it's actually out of necessity this time around. You know, my, uh, my partner and I had... had decided to uh, take this weekend uh, still in the future as of the time of recording and now in the past as of the time that you would be listening to it uh, to go over to the Olympic Peninsula. You know, it's kind of a nice little more foresty part of Washington State. Been a while since either of us had been there and so it would be a nice little uh, place to visit, get out and see some of the natural beauty of uh, of Washington. And she decided to bring some friends along and uh, ends up turning into, we're getting up at like five in the morning to catch the ferry over there and to go sightseeing all day long and come back at nine o'clock on Sunday evening. And so not exactly the uh, relaxing weekend away that uh, I was hoping for, but uh, I guess we'll uh, make the most of it, right? So anyways, that's pretty much my weekend, which is usually when I record. <laughs> it's the only time to really catch the uh, England bound uh, friends on the show. So uh, I, I guess I have to go with this alone today. And this is actually my second time recording. I recorded yesterday, but I didn't feel good about the recording. Felt like I'd had a little bit too much to drink beforehand. And uh, I mean, I have a hard enough time enunciating uh, under uh, normal circumstances. So uh, anyways, that first track was a request from the forum coming from Nobuo Yogami. Nobuo's description of the track pretty much hit all of the major points. So we got the name in there. We've got the composer, Magic City, Jerry Martin, SimCity 3000. We are set. <laughs> so uh, really nice track. I love the sound of it. I love the way it builds. I love the anything with the cello accompaniment is pretty much going to make my day. So that one definitely came into, into the mix. <laughs> this next track is from one of my favorite video game composers, this is Callum Bowen, who brings us Lovely Mountains from Lovely Planet. I played a Lovely City before, which is probably my favorite uh, track off of that soundtrack. But uh, Lovely Mountains is also lovely. I like that it uh, in integrates some of the um, sound effects into the music. It has a very Japanese sound to it, even though uh, Callum Bowen, I believe, is an uh, English gentleman. Uh, he definitely takes after the... Japanese sound, um, a Japanese sound, I should say. It's not a singular sound for an entire country, of course. Uh, but I always describe it as like he's creating Katamari music, which I think sums it up well. And uh, I like Katamari music. I like Kalambo music. 
Let's listen to some lovely mountains. Going back to the forum, this comes from Joe81, who says this track, Grassland Grooves from Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, epitomizes the sheer simple joy and pleasures of playing Donkey Kong games to me. That's interesting because to me, this doesn't feel much like a traditional Donkey Kong Country track. Ironically, though, this was composed by David Wise of, uh, you know, Donkey Kong Country fame. Um, the lead composer for all three Donkey Kong Country games. Actually, he stepped away from uh, from DKC3. Uh, I don't know if he stepped away entirely or just let Evelyn Fisher uh, compose the majority of that soundtrack, but that one is primarily hers. It's my least favorite of the three. Not that I don't like Evelyn Fisher's work. I think that uh, in the first two Donkey Kong Country soundtracks, some of her tracks are some of the highlights uh, you know, of, of those soundtracks. So, you know, I definitely don't want to sound like I am, uh, down on her contributions, but I just, you know, that soundtrack as a whole just didn't really, um, didn't really do anything for me. But what's interesting is that when that game came to uh, game boy advance, David Wise 
basically recomposed the entire soundtrack in something that was more kind of in keeping with the tradition of the series, which is super interesting. We talked about that on the uh, Donkey Kong Country special uh, sound of play that we did. Uh, Darren Gargett and I, I don't remember the number of that now, but uh, it was a long time ago. Look it up. It's one of the one of the 10th episode specials. So it narrows it down for you. <laughs> Probably 160 if I had to guess. That's where I would put it roundabout. One of the things about Donkey Kong Country music that really stood out to me when I was younger is that it's a lot like moodier and slower and more minimal. I always described it as being lonelier. It has uh, more emphasis put on uh, environmental sound effects like the dripping water in a cave. You know, it had a, such a different feeling and it contributed to the the, the graphics and the, the setting and just everything contributed to this very different kind of lonely, isolated, natural, slow-paced, more self-serious feeling than a lot of other colorful platformers of the time, which tended to be a lot more kind of bubblegum and uh, upbeat and fast-paced. Yeah, that Kirby and Mario. Ironically, when Donkey Kong Country made its way to the Wii in uh, Returns and then in the Wii U in the Nintendo Switch for Tropical Freeze, uh, they decided to take a little bit more of a traditional platformery to kind of move away from what made Donkey Kong Country really unique. I think there's still a lot of um, things there that do ground it with the original games. The sense of momentum, I think, is something that uh, Donkey, Donkey Kong Country games have always had. And a few specific mechanics like the Diddy Jump, where you roll off of a ledge and then you can jump in midair, which... Uh, is a defining aspect of the Donkey Kong Country series, as uh, any pro player will tell you. But it became a lot more fast-paced and a lot more upbeat and a lot more cartoony and colorful. And, you know, it's a little bit less of what set it apart um, originally on the Super Nintendo, which on one hand is a shame, but on the other hand, I feel like there's other games that are doing that now. And I really like these new Donkey Kong games, so I'm kind of okay with it. <laughs> you know, I they they have carved out their own niche you know they in the um in the levels there's always a lot happening around you it feels like you are a part of something bigger the the stages are consistently falling down around you and there's there are things happening that kind of carry through to the rest of the level and uh there's a good sense of like narrative progression um it's uh it, it's different but it's interesting and uh you know I think it it has its place. Let's listen to Grassland Groove by David Wise from Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze.
The next track comes from a game that I've never played, actually. You know, just recently, over the past, you know, four or five sounds of play, there have been a couple of instances of people bringing up Corporate Lifestyle Simulator, which is, again, another game that I've never played, but I've had the soundtrack on my computer for years and years and years now. <laughs> you know, it's just always been kind of sitting there, but I've never really listened to it. It's uh, I've enjoyed what has come up when it's come up on Shuffle, which would happen every once in a while, but it wasn't until, you know, maybe three or four weeks ago that I uh, really... You know, I was uh, driving to the airport to pick up my partner who was uh, coming back from a trip and I I listened to the soundtrack in earnest uh, kind of from uh, start to finish and really fell in love with it. And I was really excited to uh, tell people about it and to say, hey, this soundtrack is really cool. You guys got to give this a listen. And then on the very next Sound of Play, um, people started uh, talking about it and then the sound of play after that, or the, the one after that or whatever, um, Jay mentioned it again and talked about how he'd been getting into it. So it's interesting. These, uh, these weird moments of Canadarin synchronicity, uh, you know, where, where I'd had this forever and it wasn't until around the same time <laughs> that everyone on the team just randomly started listening to it. So, uh, yeah, that's, it's kind of funny. Anyways, I wanted to highlight another soundtrack of a game that I've never played called Celestial Mechanica. This track is called Descended from Heaven by Roger Hicks, and longtime listeners of Sound of Play will know that if there's one thing that I consistently praise tracks for more often than anything else, it is a uh, really clear and crisp instrumentation, and this track has it in spades. I love the, um, the way the guitar sounds in this track, And uh, it's just a really pleasant, really nice, really pleasing to listen to piece of music. So, Celestial Mechanica.
maybe that'll become the next Kane and Rinse crew obsession. <laughs> that was from Celestial Mechanica. From what I understand, it's kind of a platformery type game where you play as a little robot. I think you're like ascending a tower into the heavens or something like that. I'm not really sure. Should probably look into it. But who has time anymore? The next track is coming from Richard from the forum who says, I'm greatly anticipating the next entry in the No More Heroes series on the Nintendo Switch and was reminded of this bizarre track from the first game. From what I recall, The Virgin Child Makes Her Wish Without Feeling Anything was sung by Dr. Peace in a stadium and starkly contrasts with the ultra-violent nature of the fights. It's such a weird moment in a game that is absolutely full of weird. You know, uh, just recently, uh, Suda51 was at Nintendo's booth at PAX and uh, also came to our uh, our headquarters, I'm sorry, I work for Nintendo, Nintendo, our headquarters in uh, Redmond for a little media and uh, indie creator event that we were hosting just before PAX to kind of, you know, get some uh, extra eyes on some of our uh, indie partners uh, while all the media was in town anyways for the show. And uh, it was really, it was really fun. You know, he's such like a normal guy when he's not creating just absolutely insane video games. And uh, I, I learned later that uh, we had Suda at our event and Microsoft, who was hosting a very similar event through IO at Xbox on the same day, presumably for the same reasoning that we were, had Sweary 65 at their event. So they had Sweary, we had Suda. It's kind of another another instance of weird synchronicity but you know i guess um two very good choices <laughs> anyways let's listen to the virgin child makes her wish without feeling anything by brad holmes from no more heroes Next track comes from Splatoon 2. This is called Chip Damage. This is a a piece of music composed by ABXY, which I believe is one of the uh, fictional bands from the Splatoon universe. The Splatooniverse. (laughs) And though it comes from Splatoon 2, this is a 2018 track because they continually update their game with new music. I'm not sure if this one was a part of the Octo expansion, uh, the the larger DLC drop that they uh, gave earlier in the year, or whether it's a part of uh, just a 
regular update that just was pushed out to uh, users for free because I know that sometimes those come with uh, new music tracks as well. But Splatoon has become such a kind of a cultural mainstay in Japan and such an important part of uh, Splatoon is its musical legacy. And uh, I think this is a very, very strong track. It mixes some of the like weird, fishy J-pop that uh, Splatoon is known for with some really cool um, chiptune breakdowns. And I, uh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> this is Chip Damage by ABXY from Splatoon 2. from Mauricio MM from the forum who says I love how eclectic the soundtrack is that is the way it blends many musical genres to represent how diverse and crazy are the cliques and situations the protagonist Jimmy Hopkins has to deal with in Bullworth the cliques tracks are for me <laughs> that it is the tracks associated with the various cliques or cliques <laughs> not a uh, click track oh well, that's a nice little musical joke there <laughs> The clicks tracks are for me the highlight of the game's score. My favorite being the this one in particular. This soundtrack in general is so damn nostalgic that it makes me feel like watching teen comedies and skateboarding videos. I hope they release a sequel someday with the same amount of personality the first game has. So of course, this is Vendetta Jocks by Sean Lee. I will say myself that I'm not a huge fan of the Bully soundtrack, but there are a few standout tracks that are really, really good. And this is definitely one of them. I love all the the variety and the the power, the energy of this track. 
it's a, it's really cool. And, um, yeah, there's one, there's one track in, in uh, bully and I hear it whenever I'm playing the game, but it's not on any, any of the soundtracks. Uh, at least I don't recognize it on the soundtracks anyways. Um, and you know, I've searched on YouTube and I just can't find the track. And so if anyone can point me towards it, then, uh, I'd be very uh, grateful, but I don't remember what it sounds like, but I remember that you can sing the theme song of, uh, of the wire over it and it fits really well. So I don't know if that helps, but it's one of the ones that you hear quite frequently in the game. And, uh, I always just, um, yeah, default to sing in the wire theme song. I remember listening to the soundtrack after playing the game and not hearing it. So yeah, if, uh, if anyone can uh, clear that up for me, then, uh, I would appreciate it. <laughs> Anyways, let's get this going with Vendetta Jocks by Sean Lee from Bully. today is uh well uh, something that i'm in the mood for now it's october i can start to put up my halloween decorations and not have people give me a weird side eye i'm just kidding my halloween decorations don't come down all year round but it's starting to get to be that creepy time of year and so i wanted to bring a little bit of creepy music you know i'm starting to prepare for the uh, halloween sound of play special and um you know, already I'm uh, working with a whole bunch of really talented people in the community to make it a really memorable and really special show this year. But I also wanted to open it up. I'm working with a few people with uh, musical talent. And if you 
As well, the listener has musical talent and would like to contribute to the Sound of Play Halloween special uh, musically, then uh, we would be very, very excited to have you uh, contribute as well. Uh, basically, we're trying to just rally as many talented creators as we can, whether you play instruments or whether you compose music. You know, we, we've already gotten a few submissions of original pieces of music for this year's show. And basically, I just want to keep the list, uh, keep the list going, you know, just see how much we can, uh, we can get and just really put in a top quality show this year. Um, got some really exciting things planned. So I'm going to try my hand at uh, getting a few tracks hammered out in Fruity Loops, but I'm just a beginner and uh, I would really appreciate and invite um, anyone who has the experience, who has a desire to uh, just kind of get a couple of uh, quick tracks out there. That would be swell. <laughs> Anyways, you can get in contact with me. I am at insert coins on Twitter or insert coins at gmail.com uh, via email. And in both of those cases, it is spelled I N S R T C O I N S. So that is insert coins, but without the E, just to make it difficult, just to make sure it's like my way of vetting my calls, right? <laughs> Not just because somebody else got to the proper spelling first. Anyways, this track is a 2018 track. This is Quail Shrooms Horrors by Rainbow Dragon Eyes from The Messenger. And I really like The Messenger soundtrack. It's interesting because uh, the game is kind of a uh, time-shifting game with mechanics that send you in between an 8-bit and 16-bit, kind of typified by NES-style and uh, Super NES-style graphics. To complement that, it has a shifting music that kind of fits that theme as well. But, and maybe this is just my personal opinion, listening to the soundtrack, instead of the NES or the 8-bit tracks, rather, typifying what I would expect to hear out of an NES, they sound more like the style of music that was being composed for uh, Commodore 64 or some of the, you know, more kind of computer-based games of the time. I don't know, maybe it's just me, but uh, listen out for it and... Yeah, I guess just let me know if it also kind of strikes you as Commodore music. You know, it feels like, and again, it's not so much the instrumentation as just like the style of music. So maybe I'm just unexposed to the real deep cuts of NES music. But yeah, to me, this is uh, C64 music <laughs> through and through. And in that way, it kind of aligns with the uh, Last Ninja series of games, which is an appropriate uh, touchstone. You know, I know, of course, it's uh, mostly based on Ninja Gaiden. Uh, the Messenger is, anyways. But maybe there's some little uh, winks and nods to other ninja video games throughout history. Quill Shroom's Horrors by Rainbow Dragon Eyes from The Messenger. <laughs>
are finishing off today with one final track from the forum. But if you would like to submit a track for a future Sound of Play, now that apparently all that we do are request specials, <laughs> it'll probably be on the very next show. We're just tearing through these things now. No, anyways, uh, we got a long list of requests, but sometimes we draw from the new stuff. Sometimes we draw from the old stuff. You just never know. It might be might be on the very next show. Could very well be. Go ahead and tweet us at CanonRince or go to the forum, canonrince.com slash forum to request your favorite tracks. Also, uh, we have a Patreon under CanonRince, which is the name of the main podcast, of course. If you like the work that we're doing here, then... Uh, uh, we would encourage you to go on and uh, yeah, just give us a little donation of a dollar a month. It comes out to, uh, I think it's like 77 pence and uh, maybe 0.8 of a euro, I believe it is, for the many hours of entertainment that uh, Cane and Rinse and Sound of Play provide over the month. It's a dollar isn't so bad, is it? You know, now that we're beyond the days of Humble Bundles ever being worth buying anymore... <laughs> You've got all those extra $1 bills going to waste, so, you know, might as well throw it at something that, uh, something that you care about, right? The final track today comes from Reprobate Gamer from the forum. This comes from Jackbox Party Pack 3, Trivia Murder Party. Reprobate Gamer says, I was watching a missed broadcast on Twitch with the caster playing Murder Trivia Party, and I was reminded how good the music is for the last section of that game. The game itself is just a variation on trivia questions with penalties from minigames for getting answers wrong and comes with Twitch chat, Twitch chat integration. It's a hard one to say. I want to make sure very much not to get that one wrong. <laughs> integration so that an audience can participate even with streaming lag. But the aesthetic for Trivia Murder Party always reminds me of what would happen if John Doe from Seven had taken a quiz show as his inspiration rather than The Deadly Sins. The final piece of music is a wonderful suspenseful building from the slow chime and haunting strings that open it, kicking up a notch with brass and a discordant drum backing ratcheting up the tension as the survivor attempts to get enough questions correct to escape before the darkness or other players catch them. Can't quite decide on my favorite part of the track. I'm torn between the purposeful stance of It Begins, starting at 202, or the building of Nearly Out of Here, starting at 623. As those uh, timestamps point towards, this is a rather long track. This is called The Final Round by Andy Pullen from the Jackbox Party Pack 3, Trivia Murder Party. And, uh, you know, I spoke earlier about the Halloween show that I'm preparing for. I'm also preparing in Canon Rinse tradition now, we've done for a couple of years, non-consecutively in uh, 2015 and 2017. But um, anyway, we're bringing it back for 2018. I'm working on a uh, nice little audio collage of music from throughout this year. And I'm in that awkward point now where I have uh, assembled most of it, and I'm just waiting for the final few games to release, which is uh, kind of a frustrating spot to be in when you have that uh, desire to create, that itchy finger that you want to get out there and uh, finish it up. I'm not sure I love it as much as I love last year's mix. I think last year had some more standout games with more personality, I would say. You know, there's a ton of uh, great video game music this year, but it, I'm not able to be as playful with it this time around as I was last time, which I am, uh, yeah, I kind of miss. One of those games that I'm waiting for is the Jackbox Party Pack 5, which releases in October. Overall, the mix is coming along very well. It's uh, getting to be very long. Again, just like last year's was 40 minutes. Let's see if I can uh, 
see if I can top it. <laughs> you know, I want to represent the widest uh, breadth of video games and video game music as possible from console to PC to VR to uh, handhelds to just whatever it, it is out there um, from the, the smallest scale indies to the largest scale triple A's to hammer home that, uh, that mantra of everyone is here. Because that's 2018 in video games, if, uh, if any phrase could represent it. <laughs> so anyways, look out for that. That will be the last sound of play of the year or the first sound of play of next year. <laughs> It'll be somewhere around the New Year's, New Year's time period. So I will uh, be very eager to finish that out when these final few games, these stubborn final few release, you know, we're waiting on... Uh, what Jackbox and Red Dead Three and Hitman Two and and uh, there's some uh, strong stuff towards the end of this year. But uh, looking forward to finishing that. Let's go now to final round by Andy Poland from the Jackbox Party Back Three. This is a uh, rather long track, so we're leaving the show out on this. And uh, if you like it as much as I do. <laughs> another uh, bit of creepy music, then you'll want to stick all the way through to the end because it does build. There's a fair amount more looping that I think this song needs, but uh, it does build and it does get pretty exciting. So this is the final round. We'll see you next week. And uh, hopefully there'll be a guest on next week's show. (laughs) See ya. (laughs) 